Hi, I'm Gandhi Thompson, and welcome to The Soul Story, where we share stories and save souls. Hello, and welcome to another Transformative Soul Care Conversation. I'm back with Sharis. This is part three of our Ruth series. Uh, we ended series one, or the first part of the series, talking about the covenant agreement, you know, that we see Ruth, esta- I mean, Naomi, yeah, Ruth establishing with Naomi. And then we ended part two, where we were looking at how God is, the plan that God has is starting to unfold. Uh, even though it wasn't clear when we were looking at it at the beginning of chapter one, we start to see the different pieces coming together. And I believe, Sharis, we ran out of time, but you had a good point about favor that I wanted to, before we go into to chapter three of Ruth, I wanted you to point on that. Um, to, to, I wanted to give you an opportunity to share on that point on favor. What is it that, that, that favor is speaking to you as you, re- as you read that um, chapter two? Well, Dr. Gandhi, I keep thinking about whenever we um, exchange um, greetings, we always say, I am blessed and highly favored. Oh, yes, of course. Yes. <laughs> that is so big in this generation. But what it is that I see so profound here is the fact that Ruth really never went around being boastful. Mm-hmm. You see it so clear in, in, in this text, in the second chapter of Ruth. You see it so clear that all she did was she had a character mm-hmm. of humility. Mm-hmm. And wherever it is that she went, people gravitated towards her because of her character. I think she just exhibited the what which us as women need to have today is a sense of humility and submission. The fact is that she had a character of working ethics and then she had her character that spoke to the fact that, hey, I am a person that knows I, I submit myself to authority. Um, I'm not boastful about who it is that I am. I just walk in it. Mm-hmm. And because she just walked in it, she was able to <clears throat> get Boaz's attention. Right. And not just even Boaz's attention, she got the attention of everyone that's around her mm-hmm. because of what it is that exude from her. Um, And so I think we have to be mindful in this generation that we aren't just talkers. Mm -hmm. (laughs) We aren't just, I'm high blessed Mm -hmm. and I'm highly favored, but we ought to just walk into what it is that we are Mm -hmm. and let others speak to what it is that we are. Yes, I see Gandhi is being blessed. I see Gandhi is having a graciousness about her. And because of that... Um, Boaz is able to say right here, um, he says, whatever it is that you need, if you're thirsty, go to this vessel. I've told men not to touch you. And then he goes on to says, I have heard about what it is that you did with your mother-in-law since the death of your husband. Mm -hmm. That's virtue. For me, mm-hmm. that's virtue. For me, that's favor. Mm-hmm. And so, so you're saying that that, her, that the favor that she had um, upon her, even though it wasn't one that she boasted upon, 
uh, it was definitely favored with men because yes. we, we see uh, other people talking about her and the yes. goodness that she had bestowed to Naomi. And, and pretty much, like you said, it was one of humility and obedience and taking Naomi's advice, having conversation in terms and her good work ethics. And, and it's funny because then we see now that, that Naomi, having observed all of this, you know, uh, we, we see Naomi saying, look, look, I, I think I need to find rest for you. Let's see how we can move things a little bit along much faster. We see Naomi putting on her, her motherly thinking cap and saying, hey, hey, there's a relationship between um, Elkanai, my, my husband, my, my deceased husband, and this Boaz guy whose field you've been in. Let's, let's see if we can spruce things up a little bit. And so, again... Naomi gives her motherly instructions and wisdom and says, you know, what to do, uh, where, where, is he going, where he's going to be tonight and how to get his attention or, or what to do, not to, not to say, hey, 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 it's me, but where to place yourself in, in essence to get his attention. So we see a model of positioning being, and, and in that place of positioning, we see where she's, where she's being told to, uh, uh, there's some cleansing there is some anointing, and then there is some positioning. When you think about Naomi's instructions to, to this woman, I'm, I'm, what I'm recalling here is, is the words that Ruth said to her, where you go, I will go. Where you lodge, I will lodge. Your people will be my people and my God, my God. So we see Ruth taking good on that covenant, saying that, look, I, I'm going to do what you say do. I'm going to, to follow in your footsteps. And Naomi is giving her instructions. And then we, we see in verse 5 where she says, chapter 3, verse 5, verse 5, she says, and she replied, all that you say, I will do. That's important, right? Because it speaks to that obedience you talked about and that submission you, sp you spoke about. Very important. Very important because I think I hear the Apostle Paul later on encouraging the older women to teach the younger women. Mm. Okay. <laughs> so here we have it. Mm -hmm. In practice. In, in practice. <laughs> um, this, I know when I, I was amazed when I read this about how she talked to her about the importance of washing herself, anointing herself putting on her cloak and then going down to the threshing floor. And all, like you said, that Ruth ended up saying is, whatever you say to me, I would. Mm -hmm. and, and listen, and she did just that, you know, and, and she didn't, you know, you know, sometimes we go to our friends for a little advice, you know, like, I'll be getting this fella's attention, you know, we, we go, we, some people, um, they, go, they go to, just, just, just the wrong place to seek advice. Yeah, sure. You know, she didn't go to the girls in the country in that area. She went to her mother-in-law, and she did exactly what her mother-in-law did. And it says, um, and, and I'm reading from the English Standard Version because I think it simplifies it for our readers. It says, and at midnight the man was startled and turned over, and behold, a woman lay at his feet. He said, "Who are you?" And she said, "I am Ruth, your servant. Spread your wings over your servant, for you are a redeemer." And he said. May you be blessed by the Lord, my daughter. You have made this last kindness greater than the first in that you have not gone after young men, whether poor or rich. And I think in a way, um, when when Boaz had given her those instructions where, you know, to follow his people and, and, where, and, to, and to, to work with his women, I think he was testing her to see whether, you know, her eyes were on, on greener pastures or, you know, whether or not, you know, what was her intentions. And, yes. and so, he, you know, he said, look, you, 
you have done, you know, you, you haven't gone all over the place looking for a, a younger man. And he said, now, and now my daughter, do not fear. I will do for you all that you ask. For my fellow townsmen know that you are what? These, and I like it says, for my fellow people, in essence, your reputation is known. You are a worthy woman. And now it is true that I am a redeemer. Yet there is a redeemer nearer than I. And so again, we understand that Boaz is the man of protocol because he's saying, yes, I am a redeemer. But there may be somebody a little bit closer mm-hmm. and he is willing to follow the protocol. What do you think that speaks about Boaz's character? Or what, is, what does that whole entire portion of verse um, verses say to you when you read that? He's a gentleman. Mm. Okay. All right. He is a gentleman. And I think you said it earlier to the fact that he was testing her. And we can easily say Ruth was testing him as well. Because mm-hmm. he was a gentleman. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and you will see that even more so come through in later verses. How much of a gentleman he, he was and he is. Um, I want to point out something that's very, very important that I don't want us to 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 glean over um, is the importance of us women and our ability to be s- seductive. Oh, okay, go there, go there, go ahead. Um, at the instructions of her mother, um, she says, "Go and uncover his feet." and lie down and he will tell you what to do. Mm-hmm. So she could have easy, hey, I'm in his room, I'm here, mm-hmm. I can seduce him. Mm-hmm. But she doesn't. Mm-hmm. She doesn't at all because it speaks to her, what he calls her, her, worth, her worth, worthiness mm-hmm. as a woman. And I think that us as women of today need to be careful that we're not exhibiting a seductive spirit, but that there is this worthy spirit that's on us. I think that's that's good because um, as you were talking, I, I pictured for a short moment the coming to America scene when the lady was supposed to marry the, the, the prince and she said, what do you do? He said, whatever you want, whatever you want. In essence, she was prepared to do whatever it was that he was prepared to do. But yet, like you said, Boaz was this gentleman and he didn't he didn't ask her to do anything of out of character. And in, in speaking to the kind of man he was, he did approach the, the narrow redeemer and yes. he had a conversation with him. Yes. He explained to him like, look, this is what, based on tradition, this is what would happen. And the guy had to say, look, you know, I, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't want to impair uh, my own inheritance. I don't want to, you know, you go ahead and you redeem her for yourself because he was not in a position to redeem it. And I, I think, listen, what is for you is for you because... Yes. But when we listen to this story, this man could be the man. He could he could be the man we were talking about. But we're talking about Boaz. So so in essence, it shows too that when there is something for you, the people say, "What is yours is yours." It's nobody, yours. nobody, because he he had he was entitled to it. Do you understand yes. my point? Based yes. on the protocol of the tradition, yet the custom of that time, he was not ready for it or he did not claim it but Boaz was a man up for the challenge and um, he took he took an opportunity to, to redeem um, Naomi what I mean not Naomi sorry Ruth what 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 well actually both <laughs> when you look at it mm-hmm. what does that speak to us in terms of being in alignment 
and being prepared to to walk into your next I, I think it speaks to patience mm, okay patience um I think about it for my own life and the fact that um, I cannot look to any other woman and say, hey, that's how my portion is going to come. It doesn't always necessarily pan out the same way. Um, so it speaks to patience. I also think that from the time from Ruth 1 to now, God was orchestrating the minute details of her life to bring her to this point. Wow, we we're gonna end on that note because we're now talking about. I mean, this is this is why we get to talk about Ruth because God was at work for a woman, a foreigner who, right. who shouldn't have been a part of the story, That's right. who who found favor, That's right. was redeemed, and and when we look at that, we're foreigners. We, we should not have been a part to, to what God has now extended to all of us, um, which is the opportunity to be called sons, his sons and his daughters. Yes. And on that note, we must end. Thank you for sharing those great nuggets in the soul story. And we will be back next week to conclude our Ruth series. Thank you for listening. God bless. Thank you for listening to the Soul Story Podcast. For more information, visit my website, candythompson.com, or follow me on Facebook and Instagram at Transformative Soul Care.